listen, uh, I moved around like my setup at my desk. Yeah. And it's been a while since we recorded, and I didn't want to throw the synth into it. I th- I thought that would be too much for tonight. Yeah. For me personally, I don't think it affects you much. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> Um, but I figured it's best we cut straight down to business um, at the top of this episode. No time for any nonsense because we're starting season two of the podcast tonight. Yeah, yeah, we've been te- we've been teasing it, uh, we've been planning it, we've been getting the word out. Uh, everybody knows we've it's time pushing, for season two. We've been pushing it like <laughs> hell. Yeah, um, it looks like you're about to get back to Chrono Trigger at like any second. You're gonna yeah, just keep, stop I, podcasting. I, I keep kind of glancing at it. Um, I can't. I'm facing it directly, so all I see is Marl, uh, just running in place on yeah. the menu screen. So for the listener at home, I have a little. I got a little tiny CRT TV, and mm-hmm. it's put up on my desk, and I've got a little uh, Super Nintendo machine that I've turned into an emulator. Anyways, I'm playing. I'm playing Chrono Trigger on my tiny little TV on my desk. Is what we're a, talking a about. SNES Mini. It's a SNES Mini. A little Super Nintendo <laughs> machine. I couldn't remember what it's called. Uh, it's a SNES Mini. And listen, it's exciting to me. It's what the, mm-hmm. the past uh, few days of my life have revolved around this new development. So, Yeah, no, it is It is pretty exciting uh, um, for you. Um, <laughs> no, I, th- I think it's pretty cool. I Yeah. No, I'm, I'm honestly... I'm little jealous you got this big crt you've got this little crt and i am facing an nes a gamecube an n64 a ps2 a wii and a snes mini all right in front of me i don't forget my vhs my vcr player (laughs) of course your v how could i forget i watched goldeneye on that thing the other night and i turned wow and now you can play goldeneye too well listen to what i was doing i turned and i angled my big crt over so i could see it from my desk and i had goldeneye playing Uh uh-huh and then I was playing my N64, but I was actually playing Super Mario 64. Okay. And I thought about playing GoldenEye at the same time, but I didn't. Yeah. I don't feel like GoldenEye is not that fun to play by yourself, right? The single player isn't bad. It's kind of fun. Is it fun. good? Um, yeah. Does it have a campaign? No, it does have a campaign, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I never messed around with that as a kid. Oh, it's it's not bad. I think it's still pretty fun. Uh, I, you know, I, I love the N64. I got that, you know, just a few days ago. And it's right in that sweet spot of nostalgia for me that I never actually owned an N64, but I played one a lot as a child. I just you would be in situations where you're playing them, uh, and now to to own one and be playing Super Mario 64, yeah, what a delight! I had the exact same experience. That was the coolest shit when I was a kid. Um, felt like the future, especially playing like Star Wars games, like 3D Star Wars games. Yeah, was uh, really blew my mind. Um, and there was, uh, I had a neighbor down the street who had an N64. I never had one. Yep. It was the best. Yep. Hey, who needs music when you got video games? Yeah. Hey, sometimes video games have music. Most of the time, even. That's true. Should we talk about that? Uh, I'm not prepared to, but (laughs) I will. (laughs) Anyways. The the game you're playing has some of the best of all time. Welcome Um, to the podcast, I suppose. I I uh, might leave that in. I'm not... Uh, I don't know. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of Good Listener, the podcast hosted by two kind-hearted, generous, emotionally available sweeties who are always there to listen if you need them. We're friends, roommates, and rivals, and we talk about music, whether the mics are on or not. I am your first sweetie, 
Randy, and I am joined as always by my co-host, it's Clay. Welcome to the show, Clay. Hi. Hey. Hello. <laughs> um, it's weird now doing that without the synth, I feel like, for me. It's, yeah, I, I feel I, I like it's that, not. I thought that it was going to be a good thing to get it out of the way uh, as we're, you know, we're starting this up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I'm like, dang, I kind of was, I, I got used to that. And I haven't been playing my synth. You know, I've been super busy and yeah, life has been crazy. I've been playing it, but uh, I miss it. Life uh, is so crazy. The thing about, the thing is, for a while, I feel like we're kind of, I was in the mode of I can't record the podcast because i have too much going on uh in life um because i started a new job and everything yeah but what i've realized is it doesn't stop life doesn't stop um yeah so we just got to keep going because this is the most important thing in my life (laughs) that's true that's true um that's true for you certainly Um, i don't have anything else (laughs) that's look i mean that's true for you yeah <laughs> no it's true for both of us um uh should we it's not true it's it's not true for either of us um we have cool lives it's super cool we have jobs yeah and uh, sometimes those we get a little bit of disposable income from those that's when the fun stuff happens yep we eat um, food yeah um but anyways i mean what do we even do um how, do we, how does this work? I think, so what we do now, I mean, that was sort of, we did some very fun banter that I think lets the fans into our little world a little bit. And they say, ooh, this is, you know, I have a parasocial relationship with these two. This is so important to me. And now we move into the meat of the episode, which is talking about music. You hate what I just said. I don't <laughs> like, like it. The look on your face. No one has a parasocial relationship with this show. Uh, maybe like three people listen to it. I know. That's why I don't like it. I don't, um, I don't like that sort of tongue-in-cheek commentary. I'd rather <laughs> us get straight down to business and talk about the notes. Alright. <laughs> you have a lot of notes. No, I mean the musical notes. Oh, okay. Well. A, B, C, D. Uh, yeah, do, re, mi. EFG. Faso Latido. <laughs> yeah, EFG. Uh, H. Um, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> that's not one of them? No, it stops. That's, See, this is that's a little tricky. That's a little tricky. I never knew that. I thought it was it, all of them. The notes do not go to H. I thought it was, you know, the Russian alphabet, too. It starts, was notes. O- it starts over. Um, no, that doesn't. That can't be right. It starts over. Everything is cyclical, and that is perhaps music's greatest lesson to teach us. Uh, <laughs> anyways. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, should we talk about some music? Yeah, I guess normally in the show we talk about some uh, new releases. Is how we start off. I've heard of some of those. All right. See, I'm off my rhythm now without the synth. I feel like I got used to turn into that and sort of noodling around if we wanted to transition but yeah we just kind of have to sit with this (laughs) (laughs) we don't have to we can press on we can keep doing the show or we can stop and you can set up the synth (laughs) if it would make you feel that much better 
I shouldn't have brought it up. I shouldn't have brought it up. I'm sorry. I shouldn't even brought it up. I shouldn't have mentioned it. <laughs> I'm not even saying that. I shouldn't have said anything. I didn't know it was such a sensitive subject. Uh, um, yeah, it's very... Um, I don't know. So here's the thing. I don't even... I don't know when the last time we recorded was, so I don't... All the music is new. Like a month's worth of music is new. Yeah, um, I know what you mean. There's some records that I've heard that I'm not going to talk about, I feel like. Um, there's the ones I want you to talk about the most. <laughs> there's there's too many of them. Um, also, we gotta. I really want to uh, get to do doing one of these themed episodes we've been talking about, but that's not what we're doing this week. This yeah, week, Haley, I wanted to completely change the format of the show. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, well, hey, it's season two, baby. Yeah, um, but not for this episode. We're going to just do the normal thing, I guess. Yeah. We didn't plan anything else. Yeah. Yeah, no. The, um, and we've both been listening to a lot of music because I've been hearing it. Yeah. I've been hearing the music that I listen to, but also <laughs> I hear. Oh, the like mu- you've been hearing from the other room that I I've been listening ch- to music. I hear you listening to music as well is what I meant by that. Yeah. I think we've been listening to some kind of different stuff. Um, yeah, I haven't heard. Is, I. Well, I've heard some of the same notes, but in different arrangements. Right. Um, a few H's, a couple Z's. No, no, no. X. No. No, no. We're about 10 minutes in. We got to talk. We're not talking about any music yet. Uh, okay. Well, would you like me to talk about an album that came out? Yes. Okay. One of the albums that has come out in this year is Porter Robinson. With nurture, ah, I actually I have been listening to that in a little bit. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't really clued into it until you put it on or said something about it or both. Uh, I think I did both. Yeah, I think it was both. Um, at the same time, um, this record is good. I have not, so I have not listened to Porter Robinson really. He has that one other record from twenty fourteen, right? Yeah. Um, he's been not very active in the intervening years, as far as I know. Doesn't seem like it. <laughs> not releasing albums, at least. Yeah, may I, it could be very busy with other stuff. Hey, you know, <laughs> life is life is crazy. Um, even for Porter Robinson, <laughs> I perhaps even it's hard to imagine more so than uh, Porter Robinson's life crazier than mine. <laughs> it's hard to even conceptualize. Um, but so yeah, I'm not sure that I've ever listened to that first record all the way through. Now I feel like I should because I think that this record is good. This is another record that I feel like there's been a few records uh this year and there are every year um of just like kind of indie indie stalwarts from that era who just come back with another record that reminds me of that era. Um mm. and I'm like, yeah, I still like this kind of music. And this is one of those I feel like. Yeah. You know, it's like a little bit in like the passion pit zone, like it's not it is. the same. Well, it, um, he has a, he has his own sound. So but. yeah, I had not, I was not privy to Porter Robinson. I had not heard of him before, but I was like, this guy has a lot of listeners, so it must be popular, just in a different scene than I, you know, am part of. So I guess Porter Robinson is like a EDM type mm. music. Uh, uh, th- this album has some departures from that. Yeah, that's um, the thing is I I feel like I never listened to him because I thought that he was maybe more EDM than he actually is. Yeah, actually, so I listened to a couple of his old songs 
like his top couple tracks on Spotify. One of them is from his first album. Mm-hmm. The other one is a single from 2016. I listened to those songs. So, and they were both good, but um, yeah, it's like EDM, e- EDM adjacent sort of like I think like overlapping crowds, but also something that's accessible to people who have more of like an indie sensibility because mm-hmm. it does remind me of Passion Pit. And he does that this thing that I love where they use the Game Boy sounds. Uh, if you use that in electronic music, if you use the Game Boy sounds, like an Automata Gucci uh, type of thing, mm-hmm. uh, and Passion Pit does this as well. I'm a sucker for that. Yeah. And and one of those songs, the yeah. top two songs on Spotify, did that. A little bit of chip um, tune is always good. Chip tune. That's that's the that's the word. I love the chip tune. Call me um, chip. <laughs> I thought there'd be an easy pull. <laughs> oh, I thought there some sort of chip mascot. Uh, who likes chip eats chips? I thought you were just gonna like say like call me Chip because that's a name and it's also the word. Call me Dale. Because you are paired with Chip, like Chip Tune. Because you can't uh, separate me and Chip Tune. Call me Dale Tune. Uh, anyways. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, no, you got there. Anyway, <laughs> um, I don't even remember what I was saying. I like that, um, and I like this album because it, it it reminds me of a nineteen seventy five record. It sounds like that to me, especially there's some ambient sort of stuff hmm. on this that sounds sort of similar to the ambient stuff nineteen seventy five has been doing, and even the popular stuff sort of overlapping sounds there which i really enjoy but i mean uh this album this record even though it points sonically it reminds me of the 1975 it does not remind me of a 1975 album because it is pretty tight um <laughs> which is a is a positive i would say it's a tight record definitely i agree um i am personally of the camp that i definitely don't want music like this to overstay its welcome no, um, only the 1975 is allowed to do that sort of thing because I they know how disagree. to do it. <laughs> <laughs> fully disagree. Um, but yeah, that's Porter Robinson's Nurture. Um, do you want to talk about another record? Yeah, let me see. Let me look, pull up my little listy Lou here and see. Oh, you know you know what? Um, here's another one that came out just recently is the new Juan Waters record. Um and it's mm. called, let me just pull it up here so I can get the name, Real Life Situations. And this thing, hey, Juan Waters has done it again. Always uh, good. Always good. Indie singer, songwriter, music. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, hey, hey, I'm not the genre person, you know? Um, no, you're Dale. Good one. Jeez. You acted like you were so happy to be moving on from that, and then you had to go on and bring it up again. What the hell? (laughs) You're right. And now I have to leave all that in there. I can't edit it out because it's. I just can't edit it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, 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 Dale Gribble. (laughs) What? I like that, Dale. Who? Dale Gribble from King of the Hill. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I've seen like two episodes. Oh, dude, you've got to watch King of the Hill. Um, yeah, the we two saw, episodes I saw were funny. You know, we've seen the King of the Hill theme song live together. That's true. By the band who made it. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. Yep. When they made the King of the Hill songs, they were called like the Lemonade Stands or whatever, right? Uh, uh the Refreshments. The Refreshments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think, th- yeah, I think maybe the the song was more of a Roger Klein solo joint, but yeah, I think it was Refreshments era. Right, credit is the Refreshments. Um, hey, that was just a little anecdote. No need to dwell on it. We saw that live. Yeah, and we went with our dads. It was a nice dad date. Yeah, uh, very. I think that that is a good dad band. Yeah, like I, they're pretty solid. My dad loved it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun show. It was fun. Um, but anyways, you were talking about Juan Waters' real life situations. And, uh, I mean, this is good. I feel like one is not really a problem, but all the best songs on here were released as singles. There are, like, four songs in this album that were released as singles, and I think they're all pretty much the best songs off this record still. Uh, And there's not that many songs off this record. Uh, I agree. It's it's definitely not a big record. These never are. No, but it it, it was weird because, like, the singles were coming out, and I was like, oh, these are good the album it's like it comes out and you hear all the songs again you hear some new songs which are very good uh you know locura that's a good song that's new that wasn't a single mm-hmm. um a lot i don't need to list all of them but hey they're actually there there's a handful yeah it's very good yeah i uh, i think one i haven't listened to this one yet as much as i would like to have to be talking about it but um i just love one waters ever since i've I discovered him. Uh, I think he's a fantastic songwriter. I think his songs are like really heartfelt and, but also like sometimes he's very funny in like a very like kind of tossed off kind of way. You know what I mean? Um, he just like, he just seems like a very naturally funny person. Um, yeah, he's like lyrically and also in his uh, delivery of his lines. Yeah. There's just sort of a relaxed, funny, like effortlessly funny yeah Uh, like you feel like you're hanging out with him and he just pulls his guitar out of his guitar case and starts playing you some songs (laughs) and kind of joking around so you go you feel like you're hanging out with him it's a good time yeah everyone's happy everyone's (laughs) smiling everyone is smiling uh it's true he brings he brings you into his world yeah it's great um yeah i love one waters i think this record is very good I, i i'm excited to listen to it more um, but that's, that's really all I've got to say about it right now. Yeah. And um, there's a lot of interludes on this thing, uh, which just made me, made me think, I was like, what's the deal with interludes? Why, why, when do you ever like those? Yeah, definitely. Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah. no. I don't, I don't ever you want to You fucking interlude. love the 1975. Uh, I, Hey, I think they'd be better without their interludes. <laughs> well, so do I, but. I just think it's wild to be anti-interlude, but pro-1975. It's not a music. It's not real um, music. I disagree. Uh, an interlude it has to have music. That's my rule. It has to have music if you're going to do an interlude. Well, what about, like, skits on, like, rap records? Uh-uh. You no. don't like them? No, no, no. Never. You've Actually, never liked I like the, skit the, on I like the early record. Kanye uh, stuff. And even some of the later Kanye skits, I like those, too. Yeah, they're um, good. And can, uh, uh, raps, 
Um, but some of those I don't like either. Yeah, of course. So, there's some songs I don't like. That doesn't mean <laughs> songs are bad. I, I I just I don't think the interludes are appropriate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I like interludes. I like an album experience. Cut I've, to the, cut to the chase. I'm trying to. <laughs> no, I'm, t- I'm not talking about the albums. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm also I'm trying to cut to the chase about albums, which is that I I I'm pro interlude because hey, get to the point already. While some interludes are not good, <laughs> go fuck yourself. This was your question. Um, I think I think I just love I'm I'm such an album person. Like I'm so rarely like reaching for. I do listen to singles like for this show mostly or just to keep up with artists that i'm interested in i listen to singles but i don't like make playlists i'm an album listening person yeah and and so like when i listen i like it when an artist has a complete vision and and if that vision includes interludes then like i'm all for it i'm down to listen to you have your spoken word piece uh or what whatever it is um yeah whether it's musical or not i'm I'm down for it if it's good my whole thing is Time is money, okay? Um, <laughs> I, uh, hey, you got me there. Business, baby. Time, you're costing me dollars the more you're stuffing in these interludes, so that's hey. why I'm just kidding. I don't really feel that way, although that's that that is a difference between us is that I do make a lot. I make tons of playlists. Uh, I love to make. <laughs> I thought you were about to say the difference between us is that you make tons of money. <laughs> I make money, and you're stuck at home listening to your fucking interludes. It's fucked up because you do make more money than me. Not even, because that makes me sound, I don't make a lot of money either, okay? <laughs> um, so Let's talk about it. Let's All right, let's both say, on the count of three, we're both going to say how much we make a year. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, <laughs> listen. Uh, I think wage transparency is very important. Hey, uh, hey, enough. <laughs> See, the, this year's you, you're trying to make this episode have an interlude, uh, because I'm trying to cut to the chase and say that... Um, I don't even remember really what I was uh, trying to say, uh, but basically, <laughs> were you trying to? Oh, I was trying to. I was saying that that's a difference between us. That <laughs> I make I make right, a right, lot right. of playlists and I listen to songs and singles and I yeah. like listening to songs. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I hate songs. And I like albums too, but sometimes I don't, I don't have time to, or I'm not in the mood to sit down and listen to a whole album, um, and I guess. I don't know if that translates to me not liking interludes, but most of the time, if I'm hearing an interlude, I'm thinking it's better to be good. Yeah, because it's it's taking you away from time spent listening to catchy melodies. I and I'm not even trying really trying to to dig on this one Waters record either because it the interludes actually hey I actually kind of. There are some I I, I I like on this album, and you know what's another one with great interludes is that Andrew WK record. Yeah, um, I was I was act- I almost mentioned in that. that album. It is a hundred percent necessary part of the experience of that album. Absolutely. So you know what, Debate Club. Hey, this has been Debate Club, and my mind has been changed. Wow. Um, by this Debate Club. That's beautiful. <laughs> I uh, think they're good. Um, uh, this has been especially all those Brockhampton interludes. Those are my favorite ones. <laughs> I fully agree. Um, <laughs> and this has been Debate Club. 
let's talk about <laughs> another album. Yeah, man, if I had my synth, I could have done something cool. Yeah. Um, uh, well, yeah. Um, uh, I guess I'll talk about um, this one because I think the next record maybe we could both talk about a little bit more. So I'll quickly talk about Matt Sweeney and Bonnie Prince Billy. Uh, I actually listened to this one. Oh, you did? Yeah, but I got to grab another beer, but keep talking. Uh, Well, no, I also need to grab another beer. So maybe okay. we'll take a quick break. All right. All right. We're back from the break. We got our beers. We're back to talk about Super Wolves, um, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about Super Wolves, the new album uh, collaboration between Matt Sweeney and Bonnie Prince Billy. Um, Bonnie Prince Billy, of course, is Will Oldham. Uh, you know, pretty famous in indie circles for making his particular brand of folk Americana. Seen a band or something? Music. Um, what? No, just Bonnie Prince Billy. Oh yeah, yeah. Is him Will yeah. Oldham, and then he also makes music under his own name. Okay. Um, I think I've just heard the Bonnie Prince Billy stuff. Yeah. But like he, you know, like I see a darkness. Uh, was I think like that was like an early like Pitchfork like I think Pitchfork gave it a ten probably. Wow. It, it's like a really it was like a huge. I mean that's the best score. Yeah. Um. If I released an album, I hope it would get that. I I, I feel like in my mind, just from my <laughs> like this may be totally like not real. This may be just like what I've projected onto my experience of, of reading music criticism yeah, online growing prob up. Probably. Um, it probably, you're, no, you're right. It probably is. Um, but like that seemed like a big moment with pitchfork was that, that record, um, uh, is my, my perception of it. Hey. Um, but anyway, Maybe. this, this yeah. record is him. And, uh, um, and I, I like, there are certain Bonnie Prince Billy records that I love and some that I just have not really gotten around to or didn't get into very much when I did listen to them. Sure. Um, he's been, you know, not exactly hit or miss. Like I mostly like him a lot, but, but, uh, not, you know, not an all time favorite artist or anything. And then Matt Sweeney of course is from Zwan and Chavez, um, famous indie acts, um, and is also known probably for doing contributing music to the Red Dead Redemption 2 soundtrack. Yeah, that's what I when I looked this guy up on Spotify, I saw that. I was like, "Hey." Yeah. Um what which is he, good. What did, I don't, good stuff. It's good music. Did he do like just like the instrumental stuff or No, I think it's specifically the you know that section where you're building the house, that part of the game. Okay. Oh, I think specifically hey. those songs were him. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Um, he may have contributed more widely to the soundtrack. I yeah, don't really know. The house building EP. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's him. Um, and then, but, but anyway, so that's the two of them. He's, he's, you know, a very well regarded indie guitarist, um, uh, with a long illustrious career. And, uh, this is their second collaboration. This is of course the follow up to their 2005 album, Super Wolf. Oh, okay. Um, now they're back with Super Wolves 16 years later. Wow. Um, Super Wolf is a record I've heard before. I listened to it again for the first time in years today um, just to prepare for talking about this new record. Um, I think that record holds up really well. I think it's a good record. Mm. I think this is also a really good record. It's one I, that I'll definitely be returning to. For sure. Um, 
as someone who's, you know, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm like in deep on either of these artists, but they're definitely, they're both artists that like appeal to me. Um, definitely are in my wheelhouse as far as sensibility. Sure, sure. And style. Yeah, you know, I didn't know most of what you just said about these two artists. I mean, I w- I've been aware of Bonnie Prince Billy. I've listened to uh, to albums. Um, but I didn't know this was a follow-up album. I didn't know any of that. Mm-hmm. I just saw that it came out, and I was like, hey, that seems good. And I listened to it, and I was like, hey, that's pretty good. Um, but now I think I should go listen to the Super Wolf album, and then I'm going to listen to this a little bit more, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of had it on, like, Sunday morning or something. It was a good album for that time of day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very, very chill, very pensive, uh, pensive music. Yeah. So I liked it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that there's some, some beautiful arrangements on this record. I really enjoy Matt Sweeney's guitar work. Um, I think he adds, he brings a lot to, uh, Will Oldham's songwriting. Um, Will Oldham's stuff is... I, I generally, like I said, I generally like it, um, but it is nice to have such a veteran guitar player bringing just, like, a, a bigger arrangement to some of this stuff. Like, that oh, last yeah. that last Bonnie Prince Billy record that came out, I liked. There were some songs on there that, I, pretty good. that I really liked, um, but I think that this is better, and I think that it's better because, not because Will Oldham's songwriting is so much better on this record, but I think it's better because of Matt Sweeney. Um, yeah, I do think this is better than that record. Yeah. And I think it is because there are such beautiful, intricate guitar parts on some of the songs. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, this, this is a pretty exciting record for me. Um, I, you know, I, I, I don't think I have anything more, uh, you know, deep to get into with it right now, but I think it's one I'll, I'll probably be coming back to as the year goes on. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right, all right, moving on, moving on then. Yeah. All right. Um, hey, let's talk about this Sufjan Stevens business. Okay, that's gonna be mostly you. Okay, have I'm you not li- caught up. So you've only listened to the first one. Yep. Okay, so we are just past week four, mm-hmm. um, week four or five of Sufjan releasing these volumes of music of ambient music i was part of his five volume project i don't remember what the name the title of the overarching project is mm-hmm. but basically there are five parts they're all ambient albums one was called meditations two was called revelations three was called lamentations four the one that just came out is called celebrations and the fifth one coming out was called incantations um and you know i've gone through various phases of my feelings about this just as going into it i'm a sufjan stevens is one of my favorite artists um one of the artists i listen to the most the most frequently Mm -hmm. Uh, so naturally i'm just excited to hear that he's releasing new music but also you know the cycle of being a sufjan fan means that you know that he has these major album releases then he has these periods in between where he's doing smaller projects and collaborations that may or may not um, be as fully realized or as exciting as a studio release. You know, that's mm-hmm. something that you're just aware of as a Sufjan fan. Um, but hearing that, you know, oh, I've got five volumes of music coming out. 
right now. Like it just was instantly announced and it was like now new music is coming out. It's pretty exciting. And the first one, Meditations, uh, I thought was uh, pretty peaceful music. Um, I had it on like during the morning one time. I was like, this is good. I could certainly meditate to this or something. Um, and, and then Revelations came out. And I actually, I think that's my favorite one that's come out. There are some parts on that album that I actually think this is really pretty, pretty ambient music. And, and, and then, you know, Lamentations came out and I listened to that. And now Celebrations has come out. I've listened to that. And I'm kind of at the point where, I don't know, I don't, I don't really know how to stay excited about this. They're, I'm not a huge fan of ambient music. Um, I wouldn't say I'm not a fan. It's just that I don't listen to it a ton. So when I do, I'm really trying to listen to just the best stuff that's out there. Uh, and there's so much better stuff that's out there than um, these albums that Sufjan has been releasing. It's pretty run-of-the-mill stuff. And I was uh, at first kind of hoping, okay, so let's see, Lamentations, you can kind of hear in the music how this fits in with the theme of Lamentations, or let's see, Celebrations, I was like, I don't know, it doesn't even really sound that celebratory, it sounds kind of like the rest of it, uh, it's just sort of droning sense, and it's it's not particularly exciting, I hope that uh, Sufjan finds this to be a, a fulfilling and worthwhile creative pursuit. And I'm certainly going to listen to the fifth one. And I'll probably, at some point, do a full run-through of all five back-to-back. See how that sounds. Um, but, I mean, this isn't the most exciting thing. It's it's just, um, you know, it exists now as part of Sufjan's uh, trajectory as an artist. And, uh, and I still find that exciting to follow. But, but this is not particularly exciting music. Yeah, I, I don't have too much to say because, uh, like I said, I've only listened to the first one. Um, but I agree that it wasn't very exciting. Um, and I say that as a fan of ambient music. Um, uh, I really did some of my favorite records ever are ambient uh, records. And, and that record didn't, you know, scratch that itch for me that well. It, it's not that it was bad or anything. It was just a little bit middling. Um did not did not um i don't want to say hold my interest because that's not really the point of ambient music it's not really to hold your interest but no but it didn't it didn't you want a uh, ambient music it, it doesn't have to be like so boring like it can go somewhere you know yeah. it, it can unfold in an interesting way yeah like this doesn't go anywhere it doesn't it's not saying much like yeah it's just not interesting yeah, I I didn't I didn't get much out of the experience, but I will I will be listening to the other records. Um, yeah, I am definitely gonna check them out as a fan of Sufjan, as a fan of Ambient. Um, I think it's worth doing. Uh, speaking of new, uh, surprising new releases, have you seen the buzz about uh, Modest Mouse today? No. Today, On- which is um, May fourth, May the fourth be with you and also with you um (laughs) uh the yeah from the uh the modest mouse instagram account (laughs) the modest mouse instagram account tweeted out like some artwork um and like uh like captioned it tomorrow um and then some record shop called uh some record shop called randy's records 
Um, Are you making this up? <laughs> this is a hundred percent true. I saw this on Reddit. <laughs> you kind of you uh, uh Ryan, Randy's records. No, it's really that's what it was called. You had to think about it. And you just made up that name. Okay. <laughs> no, it's it is my name, but I didn't make it up. Um, nor is it my record shop. Um, but Randy's records, somewhere in the United States. Uh, leaked the information that supposedly there is a Modest Mouse record coming out on August 6th of this year. So I was hoping I would hoping it would be sooner. Yeah, Um, I I won't even remember. Since they said, you know, tomorrow on their Instagram caption. (laughs) They're going to drop a song tomorrow? I hope there will be a single. Ten seconds of a song or something. Oh, I love that when when artists do that. Yeah. They just put up a video that's like a ten second Weezer did that when they were doing the marketing for um, Everything Will Be Alright in the End. Yeah. They started coming out with these YouTube videos. It'll be like static, and then like back to the shack would be playing in the background or something. Uh-huh. Be like, I mean, I guess this sounds like a good song. I can't really <laughs> tell. <laughs> yeah, that fucking that sucks. Um, hey, it was good out. Al- it, it it was worth the hype that uh, for that <laughs> album. I mean, that album is good, yeah. but I do not like that tactic. Um. Anyway, so yeah, Modest Mouse music probably coming. Um. Um. Yeah, so I guess we talked about Sufjan. Um, there's some like older stuff too that I don't think we ever like really talked about. There's that Dinosaur Junior record that I don't know that we talked about. Yeah, that was something that I wanted to talk about. Okay. Um. Uh. So I guess I will now. Yeah. Uh, Dinosaur Junior is a band that I never got deep into. I've heard them before, but that's really the most I can say about them. I'm aware of Jay Mascus's influence. Yeah. Um, and importance in the in the indie world. Um, and I, you know, it definitely seems like a guy that would appeal to me. Um, and it turns out when I take the time to pay attention, he does. Um, uh, this new record, I think, is really good. Um, it does have a couple of tracks that I feel are, you know, a little disposable for me personally um just don't quite get there like in general i love his guitar tones i love their songwriting um uh and i think that the record is really solid but there's just it just like there's a certain point in the record where it starts to feel even though it's only 44 minutes long it starts to feel a little long to me um and i think it's just because a couple of the tracks in there are not quite up to the level of quality that that the rest of them are. I agree. I think it could be a little bit shorter. Yeah. I think that you don't notice it because it's not like there are bad songs on this. Yeah. But there are kind of, there are like a couple go by and you're like, what do those songs sound like? Like, you're exactly. like, like exactly. and then the rest, there's some that really, as soon as you're done listening to the record, you can remember the song. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, that song is already stuck in my head. It's yeah. very catchy. Really catchy, um, really good guitar tones. Yeah. Um, but, and, and hearing this record and enjoying it so much, I was like, from everything I hear, there's much better Dinosaur Jr. records than this one. Oh, there are. So I should to those. guitar wise, there are some, uh, just absolutely stellar guitar parts on on those early, you know, those late eighties, early nineties, uh, um, to mid nineties. I mean, they really had, they had a solid across the board career. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's it's hard to pin down and be like, 
Uh, I mean, I do think there are like a couple of Dinosaur Jr. records that are like, oh, these are the best ones. But throughout throughout their career, they've had some some highlights for sure, um, and a surprisingly good uh, reemergence onto the scene in two thousand seven with um, I think Beyond is that record, and yeah, have been pretty pretty quality since then. Uh, and on this one, you've got Kurt Vile co-producing, which I think uh, sort of. You can hear that sort of laid back sound of this record. Definitely, it has um, a nice warm sound. Yeah, very you know, worn in. Similar, similar, I think to "I Bet on Sky," their 2012 record. Okay. Um, yeah. Also has a pretty warm sound. Um, because I, I have been now going back to some of their records. Um, not in any particular order. I didn't start from the first one and work my way through or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just been sort of sort of reading people's writing about their different records and and going in on whichever one sounds interesting to me on hey, any given day that's a fantastic way to do it um and and yeah so i bet on sky is one i've been getting into farm is one i've been getting into farm is great um yeah it's real good um and then uh you're living all over me mm. um mm. which i think is probably still like people think of that as like their classic like their number one classic yeah i think so um and that record is great I think that I personally just like this is truly not like a, a, a judgment of this is pure taste. Um, it's it's not a judgment in any way, um, but just just as far as my personal tastes are concerned, I think I like the production style on the 90s stuff more okay. than the late 80s stuff. Yeah. Just the sound is is a little more to my taste. Um, but. The songwriting on "You're Living All Over Me" is is really fantastic, and there are some great guitar tones. Yeah, on I, I just love the guitar tones on that album. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, but yeah, some of some of the more like '80s production flourishes don't quite do it for me as much. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's still obviously a great record, and I'm I'm just really excited. You know, this it's always really fun when you can come to a band late late in the game like this you know i love and you just have all these records to go back to and they're all great i love doing that it's yeah. like honestly one of my favorite things to do um as far as listening to music goes and something i hope to do more with this podcast mm-hmm. is just like finding an artist and being like oh i always meant to listen to that one and just never got around to it yeah uh, like any art and just like realizing wow there's this whole whole world of records there's so many different artists you I mean, you can do it with any artist. I'm acting <laughs> like it's this amazing thing. Well, you can I, do some it. artists don't have that many records. But I mean, there there are certain ones. Like a few years ago, when I graduated and I started listening to all those U2 records, sure. I, I had never listened to a U2 record before because I always thought they were lame. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I was listening to the the Ackerman and um, Adam Scott podcast. Yeah, Scott and Scott. Um, and. and c- so that also like made it more of a enjoyable experience, but I was going through it and being like, Oh, actually this is like a good rock band. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and they started out as like truly like a post rock or a post punk band. I mean, yeah. Um, like th- that 80s like stuff. Like people kind of forget pretty incredible. Like there's some rocking tunes on, on that thing. Yeah. On those things. Uh, but any, any artists like that, like dinosaur junior is a great one to do it with. It's just got like such a, a solid, discography that you're just not familiar with at all that's one of the, the purest joys uh, of like being a music nerd i feel like yeah absolutely it's so fun yeah. like 
yeah, some of my my best listening experiences are that. Like when I went through Elvis Costello's catalog for the first time. Yeah, it's like oh shit, that one this is so, shit's all fucking good. That one is so big that I still never finished it. I like, haven't either. I know there's honest. good. I haven't heard every. Record. I know there's good stuff that I haven't heard. So yeah. it's, it's still exciting. Um, I remember I tried to do that with David Bowie, and I think I really did listen to all the good stuff. And mm-hmm. I was trying to listen to everything before I finally listened to Black Star mm-hmm. because I hadn't listened to it. I was like, I'm just gonna wait till I listen to all of the David Bowie records. Then I got to the '90s with Bowie. It and gets I, was, a little rough. I was trying so hard just to like do it, and I just totally fell off of it. And eventually, I just finally listened to Black Star, and I was like, "Yeah, I mean, this is a really good album." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's really great. But but I was like, th- I mean, there's just no satisfying progression there. Like, you can't trace the thread from like Earthling to Outside to Heathen. Like, th- there's no satisfying. Heathens is pretty good. Heathens is actually pretty good. Uh, but there's not like a satisfying development to, to trace at a certain point with, with Bowie. I don't know. It's just one of the artists that came to mind. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 I fully agree. Um, yeah. Um, are there any more records you want to talk about tonight? Um, you know, Gathered by Voices. That's a pretty good record. Okay. Uh, I don't really want to talk about it. I'm just looking at my list. Yeah. Girl in Red, not really was I did not find that very interesting. Um, Beachy Head was good, but haven't really dug into that. Um, Flying Lotus as that soundtrack for that new Netflix show, mm-hmm. Yasuke or something. Yeah, that's a good soundtrack. I haven't watched the show. I have no idea if the show's good. I'm interested in it. Um, the soundtrack is good. I don't know if the show is good either, but I, I'm interested in the subject matter at least. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I I I want to wait to talk about Manchester Orchestra until you've heard it. Yep. Haven't um, listened to that. Um, have you I heard those know, Foxing been, um, singles? No, I did not know about this. There's two Foxing singles. One of them has been out for a while. One of them is more recent. Um, they're both really good. Um, very like. 80s tinged which is interesting um but yeah i mean foxing is a great band i like all of their records um and and i'm really excited for this new one i feel like it's these singles are like fantastic like i'm really into it that's great news Um, uh yeah i would love that in my life i like foxing a lot Um, yeah yeah you know um as far as like stuff that's not new releases, I've been listening to a lot of Dave Matthews band. Uh, okay. Dave, the, the two big anniversaries lately. Um, uh, between these crowded streets, uh, in April turned like eighteen or something. I don't really know. Damn. Um, I don't remember. I think Crash turned like twenty five or something. Is it before these crowded streets? Yeah, before these crowded streets, which is a great album. I listened to that one recently. Um, and how is it? I know the name. I haven't listened to that album in a decade, probably. I can't know, remember <laughs> names of albums. There's, uh, I don't think albums should even have names, so I don't bother. No interludes, no names. Yeah. How do you feel about cover art? I just want it to be like you put in a CD, and mm-hmm. it plays like. Dave Matthews or something 
Uh, just always, or, no matter what like, the CD is. Yeah, or Counting Crows. Um, oh, my God. And it just plays like an assortment of their biggest hits. I came home the other day and you were listening to Fish. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually didn't even like it that much. Like, I was trying. I, I was giving them an honest go. Actually, maybe I'll try it again. I ca- there's something about it that I do like. It's so okay. This is this is actually interesting. I think I because I have a similar feeling. Like I want to. I would like to be open to f- what Fish is doing. You know what I mean? Like I, I would want to be open minded. I want to be cool. <laughs> I want to listen to Fish. I would like to be able to to vibe with what Fish has going on, but. I just can't. It's too damn silly. They're, <laughs> they like, just they're they they're laughable. They're talented musicians. They're like, certainly skilled. They're skilled, and, and there's some like interesting like you know they they get into these jams and it's like going on. They're getting into a groove, and you're kind of enjoying it. But then like uh, the guy comes on the mic, and. They're just—it's—it's it's just so silly. Well, and sometimes, sometimes while they're jamming for like ten minutes or whatever, they're just like on a jam, you know, grooving, and you'll hear him like on the mic, just like shouting bullshit while they're jamming. Yeah, and just being like, "Hoodly hoo, mama poo poo." Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> something like about what? that, I kind of, I kind of like. I kind of <laughs> like it. I, 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 yeah, I know what you mean. I don't know. I got. I got. I. I'm. I'm not giving up on fish yet. So. We'll see, but um, hey, not as good as uh, Grateful Dead. I've been finally getting into that live stuff from the Grateful Dead. Yeah, Grateful Dead uh, is good shit. Previously, only really listening to American Beauty and Working Man's Dead, mm. and maybe a couple other studio albums. But finally, giving that live stuff a go, that shit's good. I mean, I, I, I mean, I like jam bands, but I've never done the jam band thing. I've always just been like, oh, I like Dave Matthews Band. Yeah, and I I like some other jam stuff that I've heard, um, but I want I want I feel like it is something that I like. Yeah, uh, you you've never gotten into like the hard shit. Exactly. Like, so you like jam influenced stuff. Exactly. So I want to dig into the hard shit, and I feel like if I'm gonna do that, I have to pay fish the respect that they're uh, they're owed. They're certainly huge. Uh, in the scene. I feel like I owe them some respect if I'm getting into jam bands. Yeah, you got to get into some Umphreys McGee. I have to give them an honest shot. You know, I like Twiddle. Um, uh, you got to get into some String Cheese Incident. Yeah, but uh, that's on my list. Um, Mo, people like Mo. Yeah, um, you got to hear some Mo. Uh, so yeah, look, um, I had I had this I had this phase. I mean, I don't think I'm gonna like any of it as much as I like Dave Matthews Band. Yeah, because I really do like Dave Matthews Band. Yeah, um, but Dave's uh, got some good songs. I'm going for. I mean, Dave is silly, but definitely they're all silly. They're all silly. I mean, uh, like Ween. That's a band that is famously silly. Yeah, you could say it's their whole thing. Yeah, but it's a big part of it. I truly like, you know, dig some Ween. Like listening to some Ween. Yeah. There's something about it that I don't find off-putting, you know? Yeah. Depends on the album for me. There are some off-putting albums. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the Ween, Ween, Ween mostly rules. Um, the thing with Ween, though, is like that they they are very capable of just like with a straight face, like rocking pretty damn hard. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like, like some some of these silly bands aren't really capable of that. If it's just too silly, they're going to burst out and laugh. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to burst out and laugh. <laughs> they're yeah. jamming. They're going to start laughing. Yeah. And, and yeah. And be just like, you know, making weird sounds into the microphones. Yeah. When you're in the middle of enjoying their, their sweet bass line. Um, yeah, that's, hey, that's the jam. That's us, uh, getting into a sticky jam. Yeah, that's Um, our new segment, the jam jar. Yeah, (laughs) we, we, we got our hands in the jam jar. Uh, happens from time to time. Nothing you can do about it. You ever put on some Jack Johnson? On purpose? Yeah. No, not really. Okay. Um, I've seen him live. Yeah. That makes sense. I I I actually knew that you had. Um. <laughs> I saw him in a. It's funny. I I like. It's not that funny, uh, <laughs> but it is kind of funny to me that like, I saw so G Love and Special Sauce opened <laughs> for <laughs> opened for Jack Johnson, um, and they played in like G Love. I always get that guy confused with G Easy. Very different. <laughs> very di- well. But at the same time, are they that different? um <laughs> I, I, I are they <laughs> uh but yeah g love and special sauce opened for jack johnson i think along with um alo uh animal liberation orchestra oh i thought that was electric light orchestra <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, i wish um they weren't that interesting from what i remember um but those like jack- is that animal liberation orchestra yeah i think that's what they're called um but like they played like a fucking arena it's like it's weird it's just weird to see jack johnson in an arena because like that's so antithetical to his entire like shtick yeah that it's Uh, like jack johnson were cool he would say no to the arenas and he would be like oh no i'm I'm not gonna tell anyone i'm coming to town i'm just gonna post up in this little toffee shop if jack johnson were true to the man that he markets himself as then that's what he would do yeah that's so true. And it's fucking infuriating <sighs> that he would even consider playing an arena. It's just a betrayal of, like, the banana pancakes lifestyle. Um, yeah. Because I, I feel like he really should be not telling no one he's coming into town and picking out, taking out his guitar at a coffee shop or on the side of the road next to the subway or something. And people take a video on their phone. They're like, oh, shit, is that Jack Johnson? Yeah. Uh, and he's like. He does some. I don't know. That's just what I think. If he was really who he says he is, he would do. But I just think he might be a bit of a phony. Yeah, I agree. Hey, it's totally antithetical to the pictures of people taking pictures lifestyle. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I gotta. I have a confession to make. That's a good song. Jack Johnson's good. It's, it look. I I can't even get into this. I have a confession to make. Okay. I had a piss really bad. Oh, what the hell. <laughs> So I'm going to do that. Yeah, I was wondering when Jack Johnson um, released his last album. The answer is in 2017. He recently, he had a single, not his own song, but a song he's featured in. Hmm. Yeah. So I was just thinking Jack Johnson was like a huge presence uh, when we were younger. Yeah. Like the 20. I mean, the coffee shop music was like big. Yeah. Ingrid Michaelson, Colby Calais. Yeah. Uh, Jack Johnson. Yeah, Sean Colvin. Sure, uh, you know, John Mayer kind of got gets into that 
uh, area as well. That that little redheaded kid. Uh, Brett Dennen or yes, I'm yeah. thinking of Brett Dennen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, and uh, Ed Sheeran kind of started out that way, but now has veered into just the most boring music you could possibly ever imagine. N- not that the the coffee shop stuff wasn't boring. <laughs> I just uh, it's, yeah, it's not exactly a thrill a minute. Uh, I, um, I I just mean that's how we started out, and now it's like generic. I don't even know pop music. Um, yeah, th- I you know this is kind of interesting. Yeah, I'm looking at Jack Johnson's output now. All the light above it too. Uh, I never heard that record. I did hear the one before it. From here to now to you. That was, I guess that was the last time I heard a, a dispatch from the JJ. Yeah, I hope he's still, I mean, honestly, I just hope he's happy um, and living true to who he is and not uh, a fraudulent lifestyle. So I feel like, yeah, so it's, I think it's very easy to shit on Jack Johnson. And I think that there is probably reason, well, I think there is probably reason <laughs> to be skeptical of someone who's made so much money off of that kind of aesthetic and vibe oh my goodness <laughs> you are repeatedly kicking my mic stand no keep talking i'm not doing anything and you, you dropped <laughs> you dropped a, a large rock <laughs> where did that come from you dropped a large rock on the floor Oh my god. <laughs> it was in my lap. <laughs> Alright, well that's all the explanation I needed. <laughs> oh god. I'm so sorry. That was really funny. Um Yeah. <laughs> should I finish my thought about Jack Johnson or I do, do we end the show there? <laughs> no, you should finish your thought. Um Okay, yeah. So I mean, I think there's yeah, there's reason to be skeptical of somebody who's made so much money off of that vibe <laughs> and aesthetic. Uh, <laughs> you can't even. <laughs> there's no. I. D- d- <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh. Yeah, I mean that's my main thing is I just don't trust the guy. Yeah, I think that he does. Like, my perception is that he does like i think he definitely operates a charity and donates a lot of money to like environmental causes uh like a bill gates of music possibly could be that kind of thing um uh which is to say like what we mean by the bill gates of music is the best person yeah in music very philanthropic and helps the world yeah yeah the best a person could possibly be um yeah but i yeah i think there's reason to be skeptical of that maybe his convictions are really real i don't know but um yeah i don't know i just hope he makes some some more music (laughs) yeah because hey those hey he he can be as shitty as he wants but those tunes freaking slap baby yeah that's all i need 
This has been very interesting. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. Hey, I'm pretending like it's the weekend right now. Hey, with all these beers we're having. Mm-hmm. One to two. Yep. I mean, hey. Two for me. It's it's a weekend night, basically. Except it's not. <laughs> we work tomorrow. Very much means not, that, yeah. You know, we should wrap this up, probably. Um, yeah. Unless you have, is there anything else you, you, you feel like we should talk about? I mean, I think that it's probably a good place to wrap it up. Uh, well, I, uh, so here's my final, this is my parting thought for the night. Uh, I really enjoy how silly uh, Jack Johnson looks on the cover of his first album, Brushfire Fairy Tales. If you never looked at it, do yourself a quick Google. You know, people were saying recently that he looks like Jeffrey Epstein. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like modern day. He looks like a young Jeffrey Epstein, I guess. Interesting. His, they have the same face. Yeah, right. Um, well, not in this silly picture that I'm thinking of. <laughs> okay. Here, I'll show it to you. Everybody at home, you should look up this album cover. I, I just like how silly he looks. No, he does not look like Jeffrey Epstein in that picture. I but you also can't see most of his face. Yeah. He's in a little rain hoodie. <laughs> he's in, and a, he's in a raincoat. It's all, yeah, the hood is wrapped tightly well, around not, his that's face. That's not even a bad album. I mean, Jack Johnson, it's peaceful music. And, you know, I, I think that uh, indie music has sort of a Jack Johnson figure in Walter Martin, um, an artist that I want to do an episode on soon. Yeah, sure. Don't you think Walter Martin could be like the Jack Johnson of indie music? Yeah, I guess that there's a there's a take there. Yeah, um, it's okay, whatever. He's yeah, no, he's laid back and he he makes music for children. Whatever, whatever. He's laid back and he makes music to both. It's true of both artists. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> go drop a rock. Um, I'm ready to throw this at you as soon as we stop recording <laughs> well i've been holding how, it. Do, how did we get go so contentious talking about jack johnson <laughs> um this is <laughs> that'll do us for another episode of good listeners uh you can follow uh the podcast on twitter at good listener pod you can follow me personally at randalorian underscore uh you can follow clay at crow posting and you can contact us at um uh, goodlistenerpod at gmail.com we don't check that email uh, I check it from time to time okay uh, have we gotten any emails nope <laughs> and you can uh, also just DM us yeah for sure um, and, hey I'll, and put, hey I'll put this out there if you have any thoughts about uh, <laughs> if you or if you're not, I got really thrown <laughs> off by the look Clay just gave me uh, <laughs> if you if you are knowledgeable about gaming pcs or gaming laptops feel free to dm me you gotta tweet this or something no one's gonna listen to this and reach out to you i know but i'm i'm putting out the the call in as many places as i can i might tweet it too uh i need i need someone who's knowledgeable because i'm not going to do all the learning about this i've been doing all of the learning about bikes and guitars and guitar amps for years now and that's enough yeah. for my hobby knowledge i don't need to know about this too i got a guy i got a group of friends that i can connect you with oh that's cool they're called the geek squad oh my god they're not they're not your friends you yeah they this are. is not the first time you referred to the geek squad as your friends 
And I'm telling, they are a business. No, I mean, they're not your friends. They have they're taught, dirty capitalists. They've taught me so much. They, they might th- teach you things. That doesn't make them your friends. I've never taught you anything. I'm your friend. Kind of a fucked up friendship, if you ask me. <laughs> I've probably taught you some stuff. Yeah, you also probably, I think you, you have taught me something. Right? <laughs> We've known each other a long time. Yeah. Um, so. Hey, we all learned something. Yeah. Um, well, anyways, we, we're, we're trying to wrap this up here. Yep. Uh, bye.